Grog. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cider Shed podcast. I'm Matthew Weir. I'm joined by Kerry Warbis. Kerry, I don't know about you, but it's always a sign of a good week when you've had the willies up you. Heavens. <laughs> I can't fucking remember. <laughs> I have very good weeks that don't involve willies, but um, I have had great weeks that did as well. But yeah, it's all gone a bit Derek Akora, hasn't it? Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. Don't say all that. Thinks about him. He says she's got this great love um, for Dick. Right. For Dick. Okay. Great love. Co- you know, um, covers him up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you either get the willies up you or you get a demonic hand. Either of them sort you out, don't they? Yes, it's all very mysterious. I mean, October, month of Halloween. They've gone creepy, crawly, scary, eek. They're going to milk it, aren't they, Eddie, particularly? What, the big hound? They're going to milk and make cheese out of it. Hopefully it outsells Bridge Farm. (laughs) Yeah, that's all a bit. There's a clearing in the woods. There's a stone that's like a table. Only nettles and thistles grow there. And sounds like my back garden, to be honest. Eddie made up his story, didn't he, to scare Emma. But then Emma and Linda have found a tale of, can't remember a bloody name. Alice Boswell. Thank you. I knew you'd know. I haven't made notes on I was going to say Gladys Barwell, so that was totally (laughs) wrong. And she, of course, had a dog who, when she was hung as a witch, continued to patrol around the area like they do, don't they? Dogs do that sometimes, don't they? They sort of hang around where their owners have died. That is true. Mm. We'll be right back after this word. In the village of Ambridge, just beyond the Hassett Hills, you'll find a little slice of paradise called Brookfield B&B, a working dairy farm for almost 100 years. We're sure you'll love your stay at Brookfield B&B, but don't take our word for it. Let's read the reviews of our satisfied customers. I was so looking forward to my continental breakfast, but a burly man in dirty long johns helped himself to it while I was washing my hands. He blamed the hungry wallpaper. I went for a walk in the lower field and came across an old couple having sex in a caravan. I can still see them now. Kid kept talking about his f***ing dog. An over-helpful gentleman kept making modifications to the throttle of my car without asking. Driving to the village, I was done for speeding by a policeman dressed as a hedgehog. I used to like lasagna. The moment we signed our names in the guest book, The farmer gassed my husband, Mrs. Badger, Swindon. They killed my grandmother, our fair brother, the canal. Brookfield Farm, the people's B&B. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Going back to the, the ghost stuff, how mm. big is Monty? He sounded like a hellhound tonight. I thought he was like a tiny little ankle-biting thing. Yeah, same. That was uh, exaggerated for comic, scary effect, I think, wasn't it? I, now, what is your view on all of this? Ooh, are there ghosts? Aren't there ghosts? Adult people actually having some belief in the spookiness of it all. I've got to be honest, I am not willing to dismiss it. And <laughs> In case you get haunted. like a bloody Tory answer, isn't it, on Sophie Ridge? <laughs> I think mainly it's because I saw something that absolutely terrified me when I was younger and I'm still convinced to the to this day that it was something of the ghost spectre world. Oh my goodness. Do you want to elaborate? I was walking through what was is now the Bristol to Bath cycle path, which is the old railway. And at one point there's a quarter of a mile tunnel that you walk through that is now fully lit and it's fine when you go through it now. Mm. I think they might turn the lights off in the evening. But in those days we used to walk down to the old station at Staple Hill to sit on the station and drink cider, basically. Yeah. And one evening I was walking through with a friend of mine and like you get down halfway through that tunnel and you almost can't see anything. So it's just really the light, at the, literally the light at the other end of the tunnel, that, uh, this kind of like U-shape that just starts getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And my friend was walking in front of me, diagonally to my left, slightly in front. And there's like a gravelly side and a bit you can cycle on. And from the gravelly side, uh, a figure just came walking straight at us, at which point I thought, oh, that's one of the gang, because it was kind of a, it was habit to hang in there and scare yeah. people when you saw them coming. Except it walked right through my friend and kept coming and my entire body went into shutdown to the point where I tried to shout something and just primal noise came out of my mouth and I turned and bolted and ran back to the entrance of the tunnel which was a fair Left old your run. friend. They were completely oblivious. Oh, yeah. They thought I'd they they thought I'd completely lost my mind. What was this cider that you were drinking? <laughs> we went drinking cider at that point we were uh, i believe you drink cider it would have been something like mend it Ma- magic or natch back in the day but yeah mm. that's the main reason mm. that's kind of sustained it in my mind and if you consider that happened when i was about 13 so yeah, yeah. I, I, I i do believe it's possible but i mean what do you think because i think it's i like the theories that we got into it all a bit this week with heaven and hell chat with alan stuff like that and purgatory I just think that it's more likely that there is some kind of energy that can be trapped and maybe just like a recording, something just gets stuck in the fabric of buildings of people and stuff. I really don't know. I've got no. Yeah, I did like the uh, combination of Emma talking to Alan about is there an afterlife and do you believe that there could be ghosts and then switching up to Alan and Rob and Rob wanting his baptism in effect really so that he has salvation and isn't doomed to hell in the in the afterlife it opened with alan at his harvest service saying something about god 
He made all of us each wonderfully different. And the next minute, Rob Titchener shows up going, will you baptise me, Reverend? And Rob returned to that by saying, we are all God's creatures, when he got really angry with Alan, because good old Alan said, I think I can baptise you, actually. Yeah, no, um, Even though you know that bit from the Bible that Coolio sings. Yeah, which was it, Kerry? Uh, is it though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I'm an atheist, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there can't be some energy of life forces that we don't really know about and appreciate. Particularly after Jazz has had a Scotch egg. <laughs> yeah, in the car. Also, yeah, he was denied that, wasn't he? Also, I really like going to shows where there are mediums just to sort of watch how they try to convince people. I've been to a couple of those and I've been to a medium one-on-one -on -one as well. And my daughter has been a couple of times sort of for entertainment purposes, but with a strange, a bit of a fascination as well. I mean, they're charlatans, really, pretty much most of them. But when my daughter went once, the uh, woman who was Spanish said in a heavy Spanish accent in English, she said, um, do you have a nurse in your family? <laughs> Is there an arse in your family? And Mimi was like, <laughs> thinking of me, probably. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, I can answer that. An yeah, arse in the Warden's family. Arses in our family. <laughs> but what she meant was, is there a nurse? <laughs> I do remember that moment. Yeah, yeah she did record amazing. it. It was bloody great. Anyway, yeah, I hope they don't go too overboard. And every week there's loads and loads of until Halloween. When we're sick of this as well as being sick of Lark cries to sodding Candleford. Who would you most like to come back as a ghost? There was someone who I thought quite recently was a poltergeist that was throwing things around. I can't remember who it was now. Oh, you mean in the archers? Or just yeah. generally? Yeah, not generally. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would I like to come back? As a ghost. I wouldn't mind Joe Grundy coming back and just... Oh, yeah, he'd like, be good fun, wouldn't he? Sticking a, a spectral straw in people's pints of, and just downing it while they weren't yes. looking. And it just like going down really quickly. Yeah. Burke shows up and starts flipping the cribbage board across the bar in the bull. Oh, I also like films where there are ghosts in them, you know, like Blythe Spirit and stuff, where some people can see them and others can't, or heaven can wait, that kind of thing, like that. Well, one very rewarding scene about charlatans is the Whoopi Goldberg character in Ghost. Ah. Patrick Swayze goes into her. He's like wandering around for days as a ghost, not completely listless and lost. And one day he's in like Harlem or somewhere like this and he sees Psychic and he goes in and it's Whoopi Goldberg and he's just stood in the corner watching and she's just milking people one after ah, one yeah. and in the end he just goes he keeps like dropping little bombs after she says things he's like i can see him your husband he's like oh yeah where and you just suddenly see Whoopi goldberg like going where's that coming from <laughs> and then in the end she went yeah uh, if you give me five more dollars maybe i can i can talk to him and i think patrick swayze goes what a crock of shit <laughs> and she just stands up and goes who's saying that and it turns out that she's been a liar her whole life and suddenly she can hear this one ghost and it's Patrick Swayze. Oh. Have yeah, you not seen Ghost? No, Matthew. It's very, very funny, I think. Oh, yeah, it's my, a bit dated, but it's got its moments. I reckon it's a good sit down with the kids movie. You'll like it more than Highlander, I think. <laughs> hey, and also, like, on the, on the um, Rob seeking redemption front, he 
to seek proper redemption, you have to be remorseful, don't you? And he hasn't shown any remorse. He he's spoken. He's hinted at. Um, he's considered the bad things he's done in the past, but at no point has he said he's very sorry about any of it. He's lying as well, isn't he? Because he said to Alan, I think Helen wants to be supportive. She was with me when I was in the hospital. I bet you thought she didn't want anything to do with me. And it's probably just she's caught in a war between herself and her parents about whether she can see. Yeah. Yeah, "Yeah, mate. Yeah, he's going to get found out, isn't he? But Alan is falling a little bit for it, isn't he? Well, luckily, for every angry and socially unacceptable brother, you always have a, a nice brother. So we've got Miles. (laughs) <laughs> God, who sounds very, very, very similar to Rob. They've done that very well, the casting. Yeah, Miles, he was bullying all over the shop as well, wasn't he? But he did actually diss Helen and said, oh, she doesn't know about abuse. You, sh- you had to live with my father to know about real abuse. Well, we okay. did pontificate a few episodes back what made Rob the way he is because mm. Susan had that chat with Helen and she said... Why do you think Rob turned out the way he did? Because she was worried about George, yes. wasn't she? And we said that possibly upbringing, a negative father figure, and so it came to pass. Yeah, the sins of the father. Yeah, indeed. And then, but he used that, he also was trying to convince Alan that it could be a healing experience for everyone if he does baptise Rob and then just went, will you do it then? <laughs> I reckon Alan's going to have a complete change of heart. Not only is he going to baptise Rob Mm. in the pond in front of the whole village, he's then going to give him his own stained glass window in the church. (laughs) Eating a chunk of Borchester blue. (laughs) I thought he might say, yep, okay, all right, all right. I will baptise him as long as he dies immediately afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he'll just hold him down really long. Yeah, that'd be good. I reckon that as soon as Rob's head touches the water, because he'll either sprinkle it on, won't he, or dunk him. I don't know which religion does which or anything about it, really. But um, I did have visions of Rob's head going into the font and the water bubbling ferociously and sort of evaporating, <laughs> and then the church tower spinning round and round. <laughs> well, hopefully all of that happens, scriptwriters. You're listening? Yeah, the sound effects people will have a nice time with that, won't they? Linda was giving some ghosty books to Emma, talking about the hound, the witch and the the wardrobe. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And Linda went, oh, shapeshifter, derianthropy, the ability to metamorphosize into another creature. And I was like, the scriptwriters do that to all the characters every six months. Yes, the character changing. Alan's digging a big bloody hole for himself here, isn't he, though? Not being open with Usha about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, she can piss off. I don't like her. I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, and I heard a moment, I was like, Kerry's not going to like that. <laughs> and it was the, put your beer in a glass, it's right there, Alan. Oh, shut up. Like, how, who are you? She's Usha. Oh, I know, but like, that, her voice is awful, really grates on me. And how she speaks to Alan is not pleasant. I quite like her voice, but it's a little bit like when you get one of those air bubbles in the back of your throat, isn't it? And you can't dislodge it. (laughs) Also, Alan, he was hung over on Sunday when he was doing his sermon. And then he was on the beer again when Usha was telling him to put it in a glass. So is there something we need to be noticing here? Don't think so. He was a rock for Alice, wasn't he? No, he was more of a rock for Chris, wasn't he? 
I mean, it's perfectly normal in my life to have cider one day and then beer another, but, <laughs> you know, I just wondered if it was noteworthy plot-wise. What did you make of Adil's workplace stress? Oh God, he turned into, he sounded like a different bloody person. He was a shapeshifter, wasn't he? He's changed about four times, though, hasn't he? Yeah. He's, he goes benevolent, then he's really fun-loving, getting, like, doing Highland flings. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think maybe there are sort of triplets and there's three of them they're all actually different people well it's absolutely 100 percent nailed on it's his sister that's the doctor isn't it who keeps calling him i'm not presuming anything a bit like you and your ghosts carry error he could be talking to anybody in his language couldn't he i know but she was trying to call her brother when Jim's yeah. called her that day and she went, he's just not answering. It's very annoying. And then he's on the phone saying, yes, when I have time, I'll see you. And I think we're meant to suggest that those two things are meeting in the middle. Oh, yeah, could, they could be. It wouldn't stand up in court, though, would it? Oof, I tell you what, if that's the script writers throwing me off, then I'll be bloody amazed and I'll stand up and applaud them. Because there's, there's rumours and theories that he might be, it's his family, grandma, who's uh invested in gray gables so he could be talking to any other people in his family he did sound nervous when he said it's like those mafia movies where they just have to say like you don't know who i'm answerable to you know and he's, <laughs> he's saying that to oliver wasn't he talking of the criminal world i i finished who killed jill dando ah right yes i watched two parts of that the end of the second one where they start talking about barry balsara and suddenly you see him being sat down in the chair to interview oh yeah and you're like yeah. oh here we go i think i might have shared it with you and peter ages ago shared it with someone on whatsapp there's a really ancient film footage of him doing a really crazy stunt on roller skates it's in part three is it so he goes down a slope and tries to jump over some buses having never done anything like that before aye and he fails miserably yeah it's hilarious the sound that he makes when he breaks his leg practically yeah strange cove he is i mean yeah we watched it it was it was interesting because i watched it with two brazilians who knew nothing about it ah. i was still living in the uk when that happened so you just lived through every minute of it plus she was a local girl because she was from Western Supermare, which is a stone's throw from Bristol. Yeah. Or Western Super Mud, as Bristolians call it. I was <laughs> Sorry, people from Western. I'll have to check the download. He looked quite nice. Better than Whitstable. <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting watching it with them because journalists get popped off all the time in Brazil for like by political mm. and criminal organizations. And it was just very interesting watching it, having to explain to them like, this just did not happen, this kind of thing this abruptly mm. and then go unsolved so it was yeah it was it was an interesting watch it was quite funny seeing all that old footage and stuff like that real nostalgia fest of something that only happened just over like 20 plus years ago so and um barry balsara he got his surname balsara from pretending to be the cousin of freddie mercury yes which i told you led to one of the greatest headlines ever oh yes scaramouche scaramouche did he kill the jill dando <laughs> And was that Viz? It was Viz. And some, it was a letter that basically said, I guess we'll never know who killed Jill Dando. Well, <laughs> apart from Barry Balsara and then in brackets and the bloke that actually did it, of course. <laughs> so we don't find out, I presume, in the episode three, who did it? No. And it's very, very strange, the reaction of her family, her brother, who was an Evening mm -hmm. Post writer, 
and they said like how did you how do you feel that day when you made the speech about being so happy that he'd been charged and he went i don't like talking about that because of what happened afterwards so i don't know if that means he feels mm. daft now yeah I mean, it's funny as well, because you're watching it through the prism of the fact that no one trusts the Met anymore. Oh, God, no. Anyway, sorry, going down a Jill Dando hole there. I didn't mean to. (laughs) Trying to think of how we can tie that back into the archers other than ghosts, really. Well, the ghost of Jill Dando could haunt... Western Supermare. Yeah, could, yeah. I did like when Alan said to Rob, are you even allowed to be here legally? And Rob went, do you know I have a brain tumour? <laughs> it's like that's his answer to any question that's trying to probe anything about anything bad he's done, isn't it? Do you yeah. know? Oh, what about his overacting when Alan visited him? What kind of animal serves up tea when the Reverend quite clearly asked for coffee? And he had no biscuits. Not even custard creams. no. <laughs> And he made him take his shoes off. It's the landlord's carpet. About 10 years ago, I said anyone that makes you take your shoes off at the door is deeply suspect to me. But after having lived in Brazil, I just got into it as a culture and people just instinctively Ah. take their shoes off when they come to your house here. Yeah, we're not a shoes off household. Yeah, but you think about all the stuff on the street. Oh, you wipe your bloody feet on the mat before you come in. Do anything. Oh, well, no one's bloody died here or got ill or anything. It's fine. There's not any crime anywhere. I, I find it really weird if I go into someone's house and they make you take off your shoes and you're sort of sat in their living room with your socks on. <laughs> I've never made anyone take off their shoes, but I think that might. Yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of cultures here, it seems quite normal when people go into your house, they just kick their shoes off at the door. And in Brazil, mm. you normally have like an army of flip flops and Havianas for people to put on around the okay. house. So it's, it's very normal for that to happen. Yeah, it's like. Japanese as well, isn't it? They would, you'd put on some slippers by the door and take your shoes off. A friend of mine had a real kind of hot fuzz existence for a while. He was a copper down in Nailsey uh, near Bristol. And at one point he went to take a statement from a family and they were Japanese and they made all the coppers take their shoes off at the door and provided slippers. And the last pair of slippers for him were like some cute pink kitten ones. And he had to put them on (laughs) and then sit on their sofa and take the statement. And he said, like, watching Hot Furs, which was filmed in Wales, which isn't that far away from Mm. Nailsy, it's not fiction. He was like, that's what it's like when you leave (laughs) a city to go and police in a a small country area. I do like that film. Um, Rob's quite clever, isn't he, that he's moved on to Penny Hassett. And I was thinking, poor Penny, she's going to get abused next, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, it would be Penny Hassett, then Celia Sparrow, then <laughs> Evie Charging Station, then Ver- yeah. then Verity okay. Fun. Yes. <laughs> the man's insatiable. He is. Mm. Have you ever had a Metti Marta Malai? I haven't, but that's what Usha was cooking. Yeah, and do you know what it? consists of without googling i actually don't nor did i but i googled it (laughs) okay um it's a strange thing it's a creamy gravy type thing with peas and fenugreek because methy is fenugreek isn't it it looks quite tasty in the youtube video of food fusion that pops up i'm surprised i haven't come across that before yeah no i thought when i asked you i thought you'd go bang know what it is eat it quite often well, I think if Usha's made it, it probably does actually contain meth. <laughs> um, oh, poor Alan. No wonder he's drinking. Speaking of chemicals, calculations, maths, etc., tenuous link of the year, Brad went to Viewer University. 
Yes, everyone's thinking it's Durham. Because 200 miles. I think so. And they described it as being like, oh, it looks like a church slash castle slash Hogwarts. My dad used to live in Durham. Lovely. But have you ever been to Durham? I've never been to Durham. I just remember it's Chesterley Street in Durham. County Durham. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember the guy f***ed up his final question on who wants to be a millionaire years ago. And it was which county plays their cricket at Chesterley Street. And he got it wrong. And I was yelling at the screen because I did like a summer job where I told you oh. doing customer details and stuff like that. And so I knew it. And I was like, no, what are you doing, mate? If you'd had me oh, as a phone a friend, everything would have been all right. But yeah. yeah, you'd think most people would know that which county that's in. So Durham, yeah, Brad, bless him. He's getting, it's a shame with Tracy, I think, because a lot of the time the tone of her voice is quite naggy. I've used naggy a couple of times here, like Oosh is a bit naggy. Tracy's a bit naggy, I think. You know, she wants the best for Brad, but I think how she goes about communicating that feels very pressury and a little bit, all right, all right, mum, stop it. It would kind of put me off if I was being shouted at by my mother in such a way. Well, she drove Chelsea up the wall during the pregnancy. And of course, Chelsea was dragging her heels a bit, but I think Tracy's approach was Mm. counterproductive wasn't it yeah exactly and i think they don't really ask brad the right questions or if they ask quite closed questions of him like you're right it's like yes or no they don't really ask how are you feeling they just ask him kind of like david to stella questions don't they yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) are you human (laughs) Um, (laughs) do you breathe Oh, I see you're into oxygen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's promising. Um, The sky is up there. (laughs) But there are other pressures as well. I think there's finance, isn't there? So he's feeling the pressure of mum saying things like, um, you'll be the first horror bin to go to university. My Brad, all you need to do is get the best bloody results that you possibly can. Financially, he's fearing, I think. He couldn't even afford to travel to the open day, which is why they took him in the car, which was a lovely, lovely thing to do. I do think they could have given him a lift and then let him explore the university instead of going around it with him and shouting everywhere and speaking to the AI student ambassador. In Jolene's wedding dress and a kilt. Yes. Brad, go upstairs and put your crushed velvet suit on, for goodness sake. Yeah, Yeah, she was appalled that he was in his tracky bottoms. Um, it's all a bit clumpets, that, isn't it? It's all a bit like, oh, they don't know how to actually mingle in society. It's like, Jesus Christ, it's very informal going to a university open day. You just mill about, get given loads and loads of bits of paper and have a look at rooms and just get a feel for the place, don't you? It's not anything more than that, really. I felt that there was a number of ways this could be going. I Because th- he was clearly not into it or not digging it. Yeah. And, you know, first of all, I thought it's Mia going away, but I think he's kind of, he biffed that away quite quickly. Yeah. I also feared, like, are we going to have some fake storyline where this family with almost that struggles to put food on the table are able to send their kid to university in this current, yeah. in this country, in the current climate? Yeah. Except it's a BSc, isn't it, that he's doing? What? Like a degree in mad cows? <laughs> or motorbikes. <laughs> There are probably actually 
someone on Twitter, wish I'd paid more attention to it, was mentioned that this is a really good opportunity to show that actually people coming from relative poverty do get, there are financial support things out there beyond and above the grants uh, that they might be able to take advantage of. So hopefully they'll go down that route. But you, but, but nevertheless, even if you either know or don't know, it's still quite a lot to take on, isn't it? That when you come out of your degree, you're going to be sort of 30 grand in debt, in theory. You only have to pay bits of it off when you hit a certain threshold of earning, but that's still not a great way to enter into adulthood, is it? No, and the statistics of how long it could take someone in an average graduate position to pay off the loan is mm. pretty scary. <laughs> like, there's people mm. doing it for 15 to 20 years sometimes. Yeah, I know. Kerry? Yeah? Should we have a little break? Casey Productions brings you for one night only. Meet to the Beat. Featuring DJ Freddie P hitting the decks. Oh, sorry, Nigel. All night hip chop and deep cuts to get you moo vian. Freddie P has a license to grill. MC Vincinator on the mic. Chilled meats, chilled beats. Complimentary glass of Cranford Chris Hal on arrival. Get ready to drop like a chop. Oh my God. Sorry again, Nigel. In addition to meats and beets, Freddie P can also provide freshly laid wobbly eggs and Darrington disco biscuits. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Kerry, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it is his sister. Oh, I knew you were going to say Facts matter. I haven't been duped by the script writers. I was a little bit disappointed because I was thinking how she was speaking to him wasn't very sisterly. It was almost as if she was an ex-lover. Yeah, I got that vibe too for a bit. How how they greeted each other when they first clapped eyes on each other i don't don't know why it didn't feel like brotherly and sisterly if you haven't seen each other for a long time the breakdown of communication was such that she didn't know that he was staying with linda and working at gray gables and and vice versa unaware that she is the new locum doctor yeah exactly i mean you know what are the coincidences what are the chances rather what are the chances of her dropping straight into his postcode facts matter <laughs> is that what you do? yeah I'm just getting that ready <laughs> facts matter they do 
But they you know, don't, I don't want to hear an hour of them. But do you know what I mean? It's a little bit um, peculiar, isn't it? That she's sort of happened to land. Nice of Linda to try and chill Adil out by going on about, you know, and I suppose those villagers back then were just worried about being recruited by Satan. <laughs> but it was just, I thought Adil was going to go, uh, actually, I work for Satan, Linda. They've bought 60% of Grey Gables. Also, would did he continue with the appointment with his sister? Surely that's not something you can do, is it? I think you can. You can see. Can you? Yeah. yeah. Someone will write in and tell us that we're completely wrong. But, uh, <laughs> well, one of us might be. Yeah. Yeah. No one's got in touch to tell me what the acronym for that character in a video game that doesn't do anything is called yet. So mm, We haven't looked but, it up then. No, I just, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm so busy this week, I thought I'd just rely on the intelligence of our yeah. very, very intelligent listeners. The hive mind. Mm. What's your guess of what Linda's cream was for and what cleared up nicely? Thrush? She's a right nosy Parker, isn't she? Perhaps <laughs> her nose is uh, needs some treatment. Have I told you once that I was helping my friend move into his new apartment and the woman from upstairs kept coming mm. down to look through the door and go, ooh. And when we went downstairs, we had a look at the... Na- we were putting their name into the doorbell on the little slip of paper. Mm. And we noticed that her name was um, Ms. N. Parker. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes. <laughs> what do you need creams for? Was it Cordwell cream? <laughs> it's being prescribed now. Yeah. The only way you can get your hands on it. <laughs> yeah, because Ian won't take it at the yeah. at Grey Gables. Well, you know, you get olive oil kind of moisturiser, don't you? Why can't you have Cordwell cream for thrush? Mm. It's more for sparrow, though, isn't it? Not thrush. <laughs> Yeah, and you could slap a bit of yoghurt on thrush, can't you? Apparently. Um, Well, this podcast has taken a turn, hasn't it? (laughs) What did you make of the whole Alan, Usha, Rob thing? Alan was about to tell her, wasn't he? When Rob just came in and was like, is this Bible class? Yeah. (laughs) He's so, so malevolent, isn't he? He kept doing quite heavy breathing, didn't he? (sighs) As his anger was ramping up and his little stick was making a noise as well. Usha was right, wasn't she? Yep, I was cheering her on, to be honest. Yes, despite the fact that he's got terminal cancer, she was like, well, that's no licence to be an absolute git, is it? And it's certainly not a licence to just be forgiven for everything that you've done and for us to all feel sorry for you. Obviously, terminal cancer's horrendous in most people. (laughs) You know, Rob is not a pleasant person and has done heinous things. I, I... thought her speech to him was great yeah and you're not the biggest usha fan are you I, I no thought she came out of that very well mm-hmm. i thought just like at the point where alan was just really phoning it in at the end mm. when he sat with rob and rob said can we pray now i thought uh alan was going to start rapping pray by mc hammer <laughs> i thought he was going to start praying that rob died <laughs> oh god <laughs> Just end this storyline, please, God. <laughs> so he's going to go to Rev Berry. Oh, yeah. They're going to sort them out. Well, he, he surely won't like that it's a woman, Reverend, will he? Quite apart from everything else. He kind of threatened Usha with violence at the end as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's not going to turn the other cheek. I did think she was going to say, are you threatening me? I, I wanted her to have the last word. Yeah, I thought he was going to go down some line of 
you know, I'll contact the bishop about the behaviour of the vicar's wife. I also thought when they got outside St. Stephen's, they were going to be like, well, that was rough, but at least it's over. And then you just hear this, ah, and Rob would come charging with an axe like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. Oh, gosh, we've got weeks of this, haven't we? Is it going to culminate in a Halloween ghoulish extravaganza? Well, I think the massacre at Grey Gables black tie ball is now off because it's not on schedule, is it? Mm, true. The black tie ball that I'm arranging has gone right tits up. Yeah, or well, they could rename it because black is a dark colour. They could make it dark ties to Grey Gables. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get through tonight's episode without fucking mentioning it, could they? I know. What were they mentioning it for this time? I can't remember. I heard it and recoiled. She was banging on about how nice the Harvard supper was to Adils. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was bored shitless, wasn't she, with that? Yeah. I sh- sent you that thing from Arlingham, where my mate lives, where the Harvest supper was cancelled. Yeah. 20 <laughs> quid that was to get in. What do you get for that? A dinner? Yeah, I'd have to look on the post. Well, you get supper. and uh... But if you paid 20 quid, went in and everyone turned, lit candles and started reading from a book, you'd feel <laughs> a bit cheated, wouldn't you? Yeah, and you get some custard creams that aren't on a plate. I thought that was very hypocritical of Usha. Speaking of custard creams, mm-hmm. John Cooper sent me a disappearing photo on Instagram yesterday of him enjoying custard creams. Uh, yeah, he's told me that he likes them. And I was like, well. He's a Spurs fan. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, they are the custard creams of the football world, aren't they? Let's face it. Bland on the outside, soft in the middle. But John's lovely. Yeah, so, no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. He, is. he he was kind of saying that he, they weren't his choice. They were already in the meeting. But I kind of just knew that I was going to totally manipulate that when I told you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like Usha was nagging at Alan about drinking his beer from the glass, and then. As biscuits from a tin. The woman's a hypocrite. Speaking of our Instagram, let's do a little mm. plug for our socials. We'll do it that way round. So if you want to yep. follow us on Instagram, we're at the Cider Shed Pod. Kerry, that's the name on Twitter too, isn't it? It is. At the Cider Shed Pod on Twitter, I actually went over yesterday and set up a personal account on that Blue Sky place. So I might do a similar thing for the Cider Shed at some point, but I'll keep you posted. Yeah, someone asked us, it was Dave, when, when we had the, the tale of two Davids, the emails, wasn't it? Uh, asked mm. us if we would set up a threads. Yeah, I will look into that. I've just been manically busy at the moment, but I'll yeah. look into it. There's no, did I hear him say there was no hashtags? Anyway, I can't remember. Don't know. Yeah, I'll have, a, I'll have a look. All the good people that I follow on Twitter are on the blue sky thing. I just, when I hear threads, I just think of that terrible documentary uh, drama yeah. thing set in Sheffield, like in post-apocalyptic Britain. Yeah. When they showed that, they made us watch that in school, in English class. I avoided it when it was on TV. I didn't want to watch it. My parents said, like, don't watch it. You don't have to watch it. And then in school, they made us watch it. Uh, And I I believe if you go onto some forums and you Google it, you can see lots of kids saying, like, yeah, we were forced to watch that in school. (gasps) Scarred for life. Yeah. I honestly believe it was the government thought it was a fair um, realistic prospect so it was best to kind of get ready because there's yeah. that conspiracy theory that the cabbage patch kids 
their faces were made in such a way that it would normalize what newborn kids would look like after a nuclear apocalypse. Illuminati. What? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, for God's sake. That's the best one yet. Should we start our own conspiracy theory podcast? I think because all you have to do is just say something completely ludicrous mm, like that, that you've just and said tell now. someone not to tell anyone else and then never speak about it again. And then it just becomes a conspiracy theory. So I could say to you, for example, uh, Stevie Wonder can see he's just making it up okay. and then I'll tell you not to tell anyone. I do love them. I love conspiracy theories, but you are able to obviously appreciate them for what they are. But you, there's a lot of fascinating interviews with people that go down these rabbit holes and they only start at the beginning from the same reason that I start and then they go right down oh, and God. start believing it all. I got a friend that um, unfollowed me on Facebook because I just continually pointed out that the earth is round, not flat to him, and he got quite annoyed. My Sorry God. for any listeners that think the earth is yeah, flat. flat earthers. Yeah. Has he ever has he ever travelled anywhere beyond his bedroom of his friend? They can it's self sealing, isn't it? They can make any you know, they're they're not burdened by fing logic and reason. So you don't I just have... think we're sort of sitting on a on a disc that's on an elephant's back or something. Yeah, one hundred percent. He posted a meme once that said flat earther and proud of it and I downloaded it, changed the word sent it back to him and said fixed it and it said twat earther and proud of it and he unfollowed it <laughs> well that's actually you are there you are directly insulting him then rather than having <laughs> a, a reasonable argument but it doesn't sound like it was possible to have one takes every kind of person to uh, to make the world go round takes every kind of people oh that's a great song robert palmer never say the name robert palmer in my presence again, Kerry. Why? I love him. I oh, do. You? All right. Well, yeah. he's done some great songs. There was like an alternative rock show in Dublin when I lived there, and a wonderful mm. guy called John Cadell was hosting it. And we were driving in the car down the quays. My uncle was visiting, and the guy and he was reading out requests that he'd had. And he yeah. said a very good Irish expression, which basically means, "I won't be doing that." And he went, "Blah blah blah wants this. So and so wants Jethro Tull." And he went, "And Seamus has asked, will you play Addicted to Love' by Robert Palmer?" I will in me whole, Seamus. <laughs> basically means I can, I can absolutely affirm that that won't be happening. <laughs> oh well, yeah. That I mean, that's not his best one. Oh God! Oh, God. How can I mute someone out? Sorry. See, that's me doing jingles, Matthew. Just holding my iPhone up to my <laughs> microphone. I, one of my favourite ever letters into <laughs> Viz would just, it just said, uh, wouldn't it be great if Robert Palmer came back as a zombie? <laughs> what is, is that supposed to be funny? Have I missed something there? No, it literally, that was literally it. <laughs> There was no, nothing more to it. I was trying to tie it in with one of his songs. No, no. Yeah. No, you're okay. overthinking it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you remember I sent you that Brian Ferry song you'd never heard where he was singing on the Todd Terge album? Yes. That's a Robert Palmer song from the late 70s. Good heavens. Ain't life strange, Matthew. Everything connects back to Robert Palmer in his secret base <laughs> in the Antarctic, controlling <laughs> the flat earth. Yeah. He's riding the elephant. Matter. Right, the people who are riding the elephant are Patreons. Let's give them a little shout out, okay? Yeah. Welcome to the jingle. Lots of lovely jingles. First up, mm -hmm. someone calling themselves UK Sal. UK Sal, that's short for Sally. 
Anyway, much love for your all-new Cider Shed Patreon membership. Cider Hugs. Cheers, Sal, or Sally, or whatever it is. Much appreciated. Salvador. Could be Salvador, couldn't it? Next up, Trisha Burgess. Welcoming Trisha Burgess into the Cider Shed Patreon Club. We hope you enjoy your stay. Thank you very, very much. Thanks, Trisha. Much yeah. appreciated. TR Talk's got one. Excellent. TR, TR Talk fits into a category which I would call, where's my f***ing jingle? So she got one. <laughs> TR Talk. Faithful patron of the Cider Shed. We salute you. Oh, big, big uh, friend of the Cider Shed. Yeah, she said that she was going to write a ranty old email a couple of weeks ago, and she never did. Well, that would have been good. Sue Shone. I keep doing this as Sue Shone. If it's Sue Shone, <laughs> let me know. Sue Shone, who didn't come for the gossip, apparently. Thanks for becoming a Cider Shed patron. Yes, one of the many people, Sue, thanks, who said, like, yeah, I just joined normally. I didn't join for any <laughs> gossip. So I like the funk on that one. Stephanie Evans. Welcoming Stephanie Evans into the Cider Shed Patreon Members Club. Thank you for all your help, Stephanie. I should point out that that voice was suggested for meditation, which is why that person sounds absolutely baked. Yeah, I, I was liking that voice. Yeah, it's meant to be meditative. Okay. Um, Patricia Walsh. Yay! Hey there, Patricia Walsh. A big thank you from the Cider Shed for becoming a patron. Please make yourself comfortable. Thanks, Patricia. Neil Hopkins. Neil Hopkins. What a guy. Just became a Cider Shed patron. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> Breathy. Leslie Sams. Leslie Sams. You absolute star. You legend. You Cider Shed patron you. Thanks, Leslie. Cheers, Leslie. James Goldston. James Goldstone. Look at you with your big shiny new Cider Shed Patreon membership. It looks great on you. Good choice and thanks a lot. <laughs> Cheers James. Laura Clark. A big Cider Shed welcome to new Patreon member Laura Clark. Thanks a lot. We're very grateful and at your service. I thought that was going to start going just the two of us. No, it sounded a bit like it, didn't it? Someone calling themselves Miller. Well, their Patreon name is. Yo, Miller. We heard you've become a Patreon of the Cider Shed. Massive thanks to you. If you need anything, just ask. Ooh, Cheers, Miller. <laughs> Ellen Milton. Now, she had a jingle once for the email challenge. And now she's got one because she became a patron. Ellen Milton. First the email jingle, now this? You lucky duck. Thanks so much for becoming a Cider Shed patron. Much appreciated. Cheers, Ellen. Alex Kavanaugh. Alex Kavanaugh's in the house, y'all. Although technically it's a shed. Thanks for becoming a Cider Shed patron. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Alex. Um, I think this is my fave, Abby Wilson. Well, well, well. If it ain't Abby Wilson rocking up with a Cider Shed Patreon membership. We're so proud of you. Thanks a lot, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that's incredible. Yeah. <sighs> Abby, if you're in any way insulted by that, just let me know. And I'll give you like a big sweeping Ridley Scott-esque theme. Uh, like I, I just like Mad that. Circus or something. <laughs> yeah. So I was just finishing off doing all oh, the yeah. jingles. And then suddenly it popped up a notification. Giles Oakley had become a patron. I think I was like sat there with my pen and paper. I was like, oh, bloody hell, Giles. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, yeah, Giles, here you go. Thanks a lot, man. Oh, looky here at Giles Oakley, sidling into the Cider Shed patron at almost closing time and getting himself a jingle. Many thanks, Giles. Big up the Oakley massive. Wicked. Thanks, Smashing. as ever, to all Patreons. It's just, oh, it's just such a massive help to us. And like Kerry and I have been well busy with our other mm. jobs this week, so just trying to scramble around and find time to do things. It, you know, and just the cost of running the pod as well. Like we have to pay hosting sites and stuff. So yeah, it's just really grateful for it. Thank you so much. It's funny to imagine for the listeners that we have an actual life other yeah. than sitting here. <laughs> dribbling yeah. off kerry we mentioned last week there were some loose ends at various points mm-hmm. in the archers and we asked people are there any things that you think have been left and you know not dealt with things that just happen and you think well why did that happen and nothing became of it one big one that got to me this week maybe it'll appear in one of these emails the chicken factory tracy yeah. went to work there the girl was a bully and it turned out she was besties with emma Oh, and yes. nothing ever came of that, did it? Was mm. that all there just to have this opposite where Tracy goes to work at the Bull and everything's now fine? Or was it there to show that Chelsea was emotionally unstable because she was pregnant and therefore keyed her car? Gemma, wasn't it, the oh. girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might have been the Chelsea thing. Yeah, bloody hell, that's a right old blast from alley the blast, to go down. Yeah, yeah. But go down that road just to do that mm. um yeah so we we put this out there uh esther got in touch on patreon i mean she, the big one the missing bunting didn't they clear that up or i'm, I'm confusing it with Not the stolen llama. yeah they didn't properly did they the bunting didn't they sort of didn't some bunting appear yeah well harrison was on it wasn't he so obviously nothing was ever going to get no. done um yeah so that that's a big gaping hole in in the plot mm. line. I was going to say something else there. Barwick Green, Esquire, got in touch to say, the message in a bottle, it wasn't Tony's handwriting, and what became oh. of the guitar? <laughs> yes. They gave the guitar to... Mongo. Didn't they? Because apparently oh, Mongo plays guitar. Yeah, that never, ever... We didn't find out, did we? We thought it was David. Never sorted. Did George repair Caroline's bench to a decent standard? We never heard about that, did we? No. And why would you leave a, a bench that you dearly love in a building site? Will we ever hear from or about Sykesy again? Kerry, you can handle that one. I really hope not. Kathy went to America for a year, some 15 months ago. Why hasn't she returned and turfed out Tom and Natasha from April Cottage? And she wrote in brackets, can you get a 12-month tourist visa for the USA? Well, there may, there may be some reason that Kathy was able to go. Strange in my head. I thought she had gone to Australia. No, it was America, wasn't it? Okay. I, I, right, well, it, we need I a fact to don't we? 
We need a, the factotron. Facts matter. If we had a factotron, we'd know the answer to these things. Yeah, that's not us, is it? Facts. Uh, but it doesn't feel like that long ago that she went. I can still remember that episode. It was end of April 2022. Yeah, no, it was, but it doesn't feel like it was. Because <laughs> she was prancing around being the Easter Bunny, wasn't she? Oh my God, that is one of one of the worst things ever to be in the archers, that honking rabbit. She was almost a, a means to explaining Jolene and Kenton's history, wasn't she? She popped up and just had a series of conversations with people where they just reaffirmed where they'd been and what they'd done with their lives. It was all very odd. In case yeah. new people tuned in, is it? What's going on? And then started honking as a rabbit. I mean, that's not going to help get new listeners, is it? No. And Lily went up to her and started fondling her ass, thinking it was Russ oh, yeah. and the green. <laughs> what larks? Um, this one's going to chill the blood, Kerry. It's to do with Shula, isn't it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shula was due back last month. Yeah. After proselytising to the heathen natives in Sunderland, yeah. where is she and why hasn't she turfed Josh, Camp, Paul and Lillian out of her house? Mm. You saying Paul's camp? <laughs> How dare you? Oh well, it'll be good if they both return together and kick people out of their homes. <laughs> There's theories that she would come back down and baptise Rob, <laughs> but I don't think that's, uh, <laughs> that's on the cards now. Mm. Yeah, where is she? It's a strange one. You are you're hoping for pile up on the motorway, aren't you? Yeah, something like that, or poisoned by Palmo. <laughs> Someone pranks her, and she wakes up in a Newcastle jersey in the middle of Sunderland. <laughs> Has anyone said who are the sixty percent owners of Grey Gables? No one's asked seasons? that, but I think we meant you said that, didn't you? And you also said the Gills, etc. Should we give a little mention just quickly, as we mentioned Newcastle and Sunderland, to where people might be in our football league? Yeah. Okay. The Cider Shed Podcast League. In, I'll do the top three. In third place, hey, he's not top anymore. Chris Charlson with Things Can Only Get Better. In mm -hmm. second place, Audrey Cameron with her team Below Pars. She's good, isn't she? And in first place, Max FC. Max <laughs> Warvis Mansfield. That's my boy. Fix. Oh, I have nothing to do with his team choices. Or you can tell I don't. You can see where I am. I'm sort of 23rd or something. I think I might have gone up actually last week. I had a good points week. He must have had a good start because his team's a bit, he's got a stinking team. He what changes that? them in and out all the time. He's ducking and diving. Uh, he's going to have to this week. Mimi's Angels are at, in 18th. Where now. am I near that? You're 21st. Okay. I'm in 36th place. I'm having a mare. <laughs> I liked... You said to me, oh, Max needs to watch out. He's got his teams full of injured people. <laughs> he's, he's number one. I transfer people out or put them on my bench and they mm. score, like, fucking tricks. Yeah. It's just the... I know that I can actually end someone's career by putting them in my team. So I... I it's just a spite mm. team now. I just the, the players oh, yeah. that I don't want good things to happen to. I just put them into my team. Um, is Peter above you? No, he's not. Oh, he is. Damn. It's, it's precarious. <laughs> is it? But he's about fifteen points below me. 
He's in 39th place. Will not and cannot let that happen. Who's at the bottom languishing? Bottom, bottom three. At the very bottom, Ellie Jackson. Second from bottom, Emily Crew with the Ballad of Bowen. And third from bottom, she said she was having a rough time with the team. Nimrod Pleasure Beach with Pleasure Beach Friday. Oh, that name always makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kerry, we should get out of here, shouldn't we? I've got three reviews, thank you very much. Oh, shit. Kerry, have we had any reviews? Matthew, we've had three reviews. All of them are five stars. Yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, We had Slash's mum popping back up saying, I don't know how that happened. I've leapt back on here to write another review because you wanted to know why I dropped a star on my review. I want to put the record straight because it was an error. I meant to give you five. I'm a very old woman with arthritic hands and my thumb slipped. I listen to many podcasts and I can honestly say that this is my favourite. So that's bloody oh lovely. Thank you so much. And then the other two, one is from Lind- Lindor Fan. This team have a brilliant sense of humour and it's great to hear their views on all things Archers and more. Some fantastic jingles and fabulous Ambridge-influenced ads. Boost your energy like a warm cup of coffee in the morning. I hope so. <laughs> and finally, um, Alder Hill. Proud to be a Patreon and have listened since the first ep- episode. Have had to stop listening in the cafe as I usually did, as was laughing out loud too often, which became embarrassing. Everything I think about the answers, but not articulate enough to voice. It's now my favourite podcast. As far as being articulate, I think we've completely dismantled that over the last two nights. So thanks everyone for all of your support. Yeah, yeah. the reviews as well. Very, very important for the podcast. They mm. improved the reach of it. I mean, we should say, Kerry, where were we in the after shows <gasps> chart on Sunday night? Number one in the Apple after show iTunes charts. Yeah. And we're yeah. aware these things go up and down. But yeah, for, for like hits on the first day in on Apple, we were in first place. We're being Star Wars, Doctor Who. Married at first sight. Married at first sight. Any of those newbie knobs. We were beating mm. all of them. Yeah. Woohoo. We were milking that. Actually, I was just staring at my phone for about an hour going, what? <laughs> How can Who it be? people? <laughs> yes. No, it was bloody great, that was. Really, really heartwarming. Someone did get in touch on Instagram and say, nice photoshopping. <laughs> As if. I know, which I then told them I'm going to photoshop you into something if you don't sit <laughs> it. Um, don't oper- operate like that. No, we don't. Kerry, let's go off and have a weekend. You, the yeah. listener, go off and, well, you'll be in the weekend by the time you hear this. So uh, mm. obviously a little bit earlier if you're on Patreon. Yeah, thanks, everyone. See you later. Bye. Love you all. See you next week. Hang on.